being on the ice is a little bit like that. Noises are associated with that emptiness, sort of loneliness, but you don't feel fearful loneliness, it's more, I don't know, it's more that sort of comforting vulnerability. where you are and know that you're a long way from anything human and artificial. If there's no wind in Antarctica, the silence is literally deafening. mountain and strain your ears and you might hear the distant crack of an iceberg you know 10 miles away because there's just nothing else there's just no sound it's just incredible how your senses just become you know heightened job was to go to the most remote places within the British Antarctic Territory and fix instruments placed there and a lot of these instruments are measuring things like movement of glaciers, movement of ice flows, there's also um, well, there's weather station. Of 
knowing what the magnetosphere is doing and knowing what the ionosphere is doing is really important. Electrical activity goes up into the ionosphere, up into the magnetosphere, and it gets channeled like a wire almost. It just goes straight down through that layer of atmosphere and hits the polar region. High frequency is shortwave. And then you get weird effects like with shortwave, it bounces off the ionosphere. survey because a lot of it was making maps mapping the terrain then it was like looking at the geology so people went and studied the rocks now it's more about sort of things like glaciology and um, looking at the sort of geophysics of the continent things like snow and ice and how they're changing and melting and biological team they mm. do sort of marine animals and marine um, birds like the penguins and skewers and living seals just to worry that things like sharks which only can exist at a certain temperature of water as the sea temperatures rise those sharks come further south and they start hunting things that have never been hunted by sharks before in antarctic waters everything's so cold everything grows very slowly you get these huge brittle stars and things that grow under the sea they're only unique to Antarctica because they're, they're so large and they're so slow growing and there's nothing really eating them. But if you suddenly start getting waves of new species, you know, it's going to be a problem. It's yet another consequence. the north where you get a lot of movement and a lot of icebergs. It's an incredible range of sounds like the squeaking and creaking and groaning and cracking and there's a whole orchestra of sound.
thing about sound is like any wave if it meets a discontinuity so if you've got air and water as a boundary it wants to bounce off that and different frequencies will bounce differently in the atmosphere you know you choose your radio frequency to get the radio signal you want at the distance you're at and so I suspect and I don't know that something called a frequency chirp, which is a little bit like birds when they chirp. Now if you send one frequency down there, because of the number of bounces it's got to do, they arrive at a slightly later time from another frequency. What that means is a very short, sharp yelp will become a long, sort of drawn out wail. And that's called dispersion, and that happens just because of the wave transmitted through that medium and the geometry of it. You are deep enough and low enough, they're not going to excite There's certain resonances within the molecule so it just keeps on going because the energy's got to go somewhere. Low frequencies generally go further. Um, same with radio waves, same with sound waves.
It's the last great wilderness, it really is. 